Welcome to the Wookiee Gunners Rebels Chat with your host, Jonah Marie, and the Jackie Chan to my Chris Tucker, my mom, Maria. <laughs> Rebels Chat is a short weekly segment where my daughter, the sunshine of my life, okay, <laughs> and I will share impressions, reactions, and our favorite moments of the latest Star Wars Rebels episode. There will be lots of achy breaky dancing because this episode broke hearts. So let's get started. Yes. So today's episode is Rise of the Old Masters, directed by Stuart Lee and written by Henry Gilroy. In Rise of the Old Masters, Kanan continues to train Ezra in the ways of the Force, but both become frustrated with each other and their new roles. Meanwhile, an underground transmission reveals that a Jedi Master, long thought dead, is alive and in Imperial custody. So before we can break down Rise of the Old Masters, what was your general take of the episode, Ma? Once again, I have to say I loved it. It was very entertaining. I laughed. I felt sad. And it really made, it got me close to the old feelings of the old story. You know, Master, Apprentice, uh, the mention of Yoda, you know. Stuff warm like my that. heart, yeah. yeah, warm my heart. Yeah, sadly, because we lost all of that in Revenge of the Sith. So it's nice to see all those, you know, the, the mythology of it all rising back. Yes. Uh, which is nice, Rise of the Old Masters. Ha ha! See what I did there? Okay. <laughs> I impressed myself. Uh, so to- At least you impressed somebody. <laughs> it's true. I can. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> uh, to best pick apart the episode, uh, I broke down the 22 minutes into three parts or segments, to, and so that way we can cover anything and we don't miss anything awesome. So, segment one, Kanan trains Ezra on top of the ghost. When Zeb and Chopper get involved, Ezra falls off, and Kanan pulls him back using the Force. A transmission from the Holonet starts talking about the stolen TIE fighter when it's suddenly interrupted by a message from uh, Gaul Travis, a senator in exile, who informs them about Jedi Master Luminara Unduli imprisoned in the Stygian system. Sabine goes over the schematics of the prison, and the team lay out a plan to infiltrate and extract Luminara from the Stygian prison. So it starts off... It's, uh, first of all, it starts off so beautifully with the, cl- the ghost in the clouds. Clouds, yes. Oh, so That beautiful. was so awesome. It, it, it was very nicely done, and the, the textures and colors, magnificent. Yeah, it looked like a painting. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh, so beautiful. Oh, man, I can't get over it. <laughs> and, and then, you know, Kanan uses the do or do not quote, which is <laughs> what Yoda had said in... Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yes. So it's do pretty or cool. Do not. It's not trying. You do, do. or you or do, do not. not. But for me, trying is what people rely on the most because it's easier than actually doing. Doing involves a commitment. And yeah. trying is... Uh, trying is a way for you to get away with saying that you try something, but you end up not doing it. Right. And that somehow gets you a pat in the back. Yes. You know? Yeah. And you don't have to actually finish it. You don't have to actually do it as long as you try it. And don't get me wrong. Uh, when you're raising kids, the the try 
it is there and it's innate and you need it because kids are learning so they need to try things but at the point where Canaan and Ezra are where one is trying to not again one is teaching at least in the beginning trying to teach the other right you have to go with the either you do it or you don't do it you just don't simply try because the end game is for you to master it so i i, I get it i understand it and in this concept in this part is you do it or you don't do it it's as simple as that Right, right. And it's funny because um, my friend Elisa and I, we were talking about this. But when you think about it, doing or not doing, that's an absolute in it of itself. So, and one of the big things that Can- that, Canaan, that Anakin does in, in Revenge of the Sith is when, um, when Obi-Wan tells him, only Sith deal in absolute. They're the only ones who deal in that in those kind of notions. So it's, it's funny that Yoda's spouting something that is... In it, in a way, an absolute. You either do it or you don't do it. it, it, it there are different concepts. The, it, it, in a way, think about it. The fits deal in absolute, but the absolutes they deal on relate to gaining power over others. That's true. That's true. So, you, you, in order for you to gain power over others. You have to have that mentality because that is what's going to help you uh, help you manipulate the situations around you so that you can sneak in and do what you need to do. Right. Which is what the Empire did. They sneaked in by dealing in those absolutes. That's true. However, in terms of teaching, the concept has to be an absolute because how are you going to get to where you need to if you don't do it right if if you don't do what you're supposed to do to get there it's not just simply trying to get there you have to do what you're supposed to to get there right and commit exactly it's more of a commitment thing and you said the word yeah the words used are do or don't commit however but what you're really saying is commitment. Right. You have to have commitment. Right, right. And, and confidence. And the concept may be an absolute, but it's a different absolute right, right, from right. the evil, <laughs> you know, idea of yeah. domination. That's a good point. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I You know, I saw the word absolute and, you know, my mind went, oh, my God, Sith. <laughs> So and then moving on, we have just a little, little tiny, tiny scene where the the little bottle falls on the oh, on the cat. <laughs> it's just it's not necessary, but it's so cute. I love that scene where he's throwing the the bottles. bottles. Oh <laughs> my god, I couldn't stop laughing. He is Chopper is such a bad boy. I he love is. it. <laughs> and you know what, Ma? I encountered over the weekend, I found people who actually hate Chopper. What? They think he's annoying, a jerk, a pest, a nuisance. And I was so shocked because Chopper is this... I feel like Chopper is in all of us because we're all yes. Chopper in a way. We are shocked. Yes, so we it, are. it's kind of sad to see and 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 
someone said that they should reprogram him. How no, terrible is that? That no. you would take. I feel like if you reprogram something, you're breaking down. You're removing their personality. Unless they were doing actual harm. I mean, yeah, Ezra fell off the freaking ship. Come on, ship. people out there. <laughs> Come on. He is the the comic relief. He yes. is the 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 person m- taking things to the lighter side. They're in a situation where anything bad can happen at any moment. You need to have somebody doing the joke, uh, you know, saying the joke, doing the 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 deed, so that everybody else laughs. And in a way. He does get them to the point of realizing, you know, I'm trying. I'm not really doing. Not just whatever ha- whatever took place during the episode, but the fact that Chopper, you know, make a joke out of it. <laughs> because it is what it is. It, it, it was a joke. And he made light of the situation by dropping all the bottles. <laughs> and it was it was very... It was for me when that scene where um, when Zeb puts all the bottles on him, um, I yes. thought I thought it it was very Bugs Bunny, yeah. Warner Brothers, Brothers. Acme, yeah. Anvil falls <laughs> yes, on you. you. <laughs> it was very cartoony, and I yes. loved that because it, it it just you know it brought something that a lot, you don't really see so much in in Star Wars, and I thought that was pretty cool. See, this is an example of a bad absolute. <laughs> people who cannot see the cartoon in things. That's true. You know, they yeah, yeah. either one way or the other. Right, right. But in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> good point, good point. And then there's, you know, in the in the meeting room, they, they have the transmission by Gal Travis. Oh, and very, very briefly, the voice of Alton Castle, who does the the Holland News, is Steve Bloom, who also does Zeb. Really? Yeah, who does Zeb? But the but the actual senator is done by Brent Spiner, who is Data in Star Trek. Yay! <laughs> so that was so cool because his his name was attached to Star Wars Rebels for a little while, and I'm like, oh my god, who is he gonna voice? Who is he gonna be? And it turns out that he's going. He's this exiled senator. I, I was wondering when I when I saw that um, scene, the first instinct that came to mind is maybe this is a trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe this is not a good guy, but he's actually uh, he, he apparently because Hera says that he is the only one who speaks out against the Empire. You know, obviously, whoever went to go save Luminara never really came out. So but if you realize that it's a tr- that, you know, nobody's really coming out alive with Luminara, why would you keep advertising that Luminara is still alive? So I don't know whether he was like poked and prodded to say, you know, to, to say, to, to, to with it, send with that his message. part of the whole trap. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it was kind of suspicious to me because of, because of that reason. And, um, and then we have, you know, Kanan going, you know, he has this idea that he can put, you know, Luminara on, on, on Ezra. And then Ezra has this very sad face. He, you know, he doesn't want to be dumped and, and, and abandoned by, by this awesome people that he just got to know and then be placed on someone else's shoulders. 
So it's so sad and so heartbreaking whenever you see his sad little face. I just wanted to give him all the hugs. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't understand the, the, the meaning behind what he's saying and doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, to him, it's, it's a rejection mm -hmm. of him, of himself. But it's not really. It's, it's, it's the contrary. It's kids do think their parents try to dominate them and control them because they are kids and they want to do what they want to do and what is in their heads to do. But in reality, parents are trying to teach and guide and do give the best better for, for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you, that's the, the duality you have right here. You have the father trying to teach and give the best to the kid and the kid thinking that the father doesn't want him. Right. Mm -hmm. It's that because they're both seeing everything from the same point from different perspectives. perspectives. Yeah, yeah. So, that yeah, that, that's pretty cool um, what you just said. Wow, ma. That's awesome. Yeah, I you. <laughs> I raised you, right? You raised me. <laughs> so... <laughs> and then we have, you know, they're they're making the plan and everything, and we have Sabrine's awesomeness shining through. Because really, again, we don't really see much of her, other than you know do her doing her art and setting explosives here and there. So this was her time to actually show what she's capable in terms of strategizing, analyzing schematics. And setting out a plan. So it wasn't really... Kanan was letting her do all the talking. And he just offered his suggestions here and there. So that was pretty cool that she led that. And then, yeah, and I, I, like my final note on the on our notes is... Chopper is such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but because he's a he does, cute he jerk. Does the, he does the chuckling, remember? Yeah. Kanan, <laughs> yeah, Kanan, uh, Kanan, Kanan had just left and, and Ezra's just there being all sad. And then his, he he's like, just chuckling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ask me if I care, boy. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a punk. <laughs> so are we ready for, uh, for segment two? Yes. Awesome. So in segment two, the team take the Phantom down to the prison. After eliminating the troopers from the platform, the team head their way to Luminara, changing their plan along the way. Meanwhile, Hera encounters a problem with the Tippity being attracted to her ship since her jammer is sending out a mating call. Kanan and Ezra make it to Luminara's cell where they discover a recording of her and her corpse. There, the Inquisitor makes his presence known and explains that Luminara died with the Republic, her bones being used by the Empire to lure other Jedi. Kanan and the Inquisitor cross blades, but the two rebels manage to escape. So, awesome! So, awesome so fight! Let's, let's go back to the very beginning of that segment. So we have the poor stormtroopers being tossed out. Yes. I mean, come on! <laughs> this is a spire. This thing is like several, several miles high up. And the poor stormtroopers. Okay, Jenna Marie, I'm we sorry, know, mommy. we understand <laughs> that you love your Clone Wars. Yes. And you but, love your clones and whatnot. But they're but, not clones, though. They're not. But, whatever. But it's just the, I don't know, it's just tossing someone. That's a, that's a lot to, like, do. Jenna Marie, they're in a war. I guess. That's <laughs> what happens. In a war, there's two sides. And, and again, another absolute. <laughs> Either you're good or you're bad. Nobody in between can expect to get 
anything good from any side. The one in between, the guys on the bad side are going to see them as traitors. And the same thing for the guys on the good side. So there's no in between. You either have a good side or a bad side. Simple as that. I know. And they are on the bad side. <laughs> I know. It's just, you know, you just think about it. You know, like that person just literally was thrown to their death. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's move well, on. Well, that's what happens in war, babe. It's true. It's true. It's just that, you know, I, I, obviously what Jung Alan says, my brother, he's like, you you wouldn't survive in anything. No. <laughs> so, and, and that's mainly applicable. He uh, he usually says that for the zombie apocalypse. Like, oh, you're not going to live during the zombie apocalypse. That's my fault. That's my fault because I taught you to be a good person and be be respectful and take care of people. So are you saying that Jung Alan's not a good person? Uh, Jung Alan took his own... Path? His own path. <laughs> I, I set a path. He took his own, <laughs> and I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> you, I set you a path, and you, as the good girl that you are, you kept on it, and you grew up on it. Awesome. So, if you die in the apocalypse, that's my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I can survive. I'm, I'm good that way. <laughs> But yeah, well, I, I love the scenes. I, I love the fighting scenes because he he shows, it, even though he, and this is a, a realization that he gets to to at the end. Even though he is been trying so far to be a Jedi, to do the things a Jedi do, it is when he's in these uh, moments like this. That he shows he is a Jedi. Right. He has the ability. He has grown. He just doesn't. He he doesn't have the the confidence. Right. Right. But in the moment of pressure, he does what it needs to be done. Right. And then just a little bit before that, we have him in the elevator with that funny scene between Sabine and Zeb. They're like, oh, he's always changing the plan. I'm right here, people. (laughs) I'm hearing you. I just I just love those moments because they're (laughs) they're moments where they're you know they're obviously they need to be focusing concentrating and then they're just tosses humor in there but they need it oh yeah yeah they need that little you know blow off um that kind of pressure and uh, and then finally we we find out Luminara's real fate which is you know up until this point so sad yeah up until this point. Honestly, nobody really knew. Whoever had seen the episode prior or just watched it on Monday, nobody really knew what the mechanics were of what was happening in that scene. So when I first saw it, I thought, oh, my God, they're using some dark spell or some dark arts or whatever to keep her alive or or like in 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 a petrified state or something. And then we find out um, Dave Filoni did an interview with IGN and we find out that that's actually her her sitting on the seat is actually a recording of her execution. So that's when she looks up, she's not looking up at Keenan or Ezra. She's looking at her executioner, which was the Inquisitor. And then she's taken over to the wall where, you know, that that device there just you know like extinguished her basically but uh, the my my thing is 
it, it, did they say it's just that a recording, a it's hologram? A recording. Yeah, okay. it's a recording. Because how uh, my my thing is how come he felt something? He felt her bones. Her bones ah, were still emanating, gotcha. emanating the, the, the force. The force. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. That's what he was feeling, and that's why it was fuzzy because he couldn't he couldn't really tell whether that was alive or, or not or not. Yeah. So okay. yeah, yeah. Sadly, um, she had passed on during. The I like Republic. more my idea of the other day. What was your idea? The ghost. It's a ghost. Oh, you thought it was a ghost? Yes, I, I thought that it, like in in, in all these haunted uh, stories that you hear, uh, a ghost is. And when you mentioned recording, I really didn't caught up on what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's this concept that ghosts are. Magnetic recordings. We live oh, in a magnetic true. world. Yeah, world yeah, yeah. You know, so just like you record in a magnetic strip, basically we're recording on the magnetic field around us. And a ghost, if it, it, they say that if you die a very bad, you know, stressful, horrible death, you basically can record your f- emotions right. at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So to me, because of the way she died, that was a recording, a ghost of right. what's happening. And that's why he was feeling it. Gotcha. That's actually a pretty cool theory. I like that. And, and it's because we watch a lot of ghost hunters. <laughs> yes. I love ghost stories. <laughs> So and then uh, we have finally the Inquisitor makes his you know his presence known. He finally makes it into the uh, into the room, and he's voiced by Jason Isaacs, who was Lucius Malfoy in, in Harry Potter. Him and his gorgeous long blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, man, this guy is so creepy. Honestly, and I wrote this in my review. I think he's creepier and scarier than Darth Vader. Darth Vader has a very imposing nature about him, but the Inquisitor knows how to get under your skin, knows how to read you, observes, and 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 I I'm always saying this, but he likes to play cat and mouse. He doesn't, you know how cats like to play around before they actually kill. There's there's people in this world that are born evil, and they're people. Who learn to be evil. Yes. Anakin learned to, to be, be evil. evil. He was manipulated into the dark side. And he ended up basically surrendering to the fact that he was more in tune with those types of absolutes. Right, right. I think I know where you're headed with this. But this guy, (laughs) this guy, the way he looks, the way he talks, the way he walks and and handles himself, he was born evil. You would think that. And and I'm going to tell you why that's probably not the case. Because Palpatine, Darth Sidious, he was really big on finding Force-sensitive children and manipulating them into what's called inquisitors. The badness is there. Oh, I see what you mean. And you can see it, and you know it, and you can feel it. I don't know. That's why it it, it took a long while for, for, for Anakin to end up being where he was. Because 
he had that goodness in him. Right. But he was manipulated and because of all the things that happened around him, he allowed himself to get to that point. Right. Because right. I, I, I don't th- I, I don't believe in I I love one of the best lines in a movie that I've ever heard is the ones Mewtwo says in the movie for from um, Are you talking about Pokemon? Pokemon? <laughs> Come on. Oh, you just switched to <laughs> another. We, when he, this is Pokemon chat. <laughs> when Mewtwo says it is not, basically what he said, that is not the way you're born, but the choices you make. I'm a firm believer on, on that. So I know Anakin chose, allowed himself to so get to the point. So wouldn't that be also the case for the Inquisitor? Because he wasn't born that way, but he the choices he but made. But this is what I'm trying to tell yeah. you. He liked oh. to make those choices. Oh, I got you. I got you. Interesting. It, it, it's, that, 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 <laughs> it's, that little, it's that little part, you know, yeah. like it's the same psychology about uh, serial killers yeah. and psychopaths. That's true. You know, it's that little tweak there where you know you they the liked it they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they 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 liked hurting they right. they like making others and dominating it's like lizzie from the walking dead, dead. exactly <laughs> yes she liked it so. welcome to the walking dead chat <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i so, totally get so what you're this, saying this guy is like that he ugh, bad to the bone <laughs> and what also makes him bad is the fact that he's studied that his responsibility is to study all of everything that has to do with jedi because if he ever ever to encounter one or encounter anyone he could tell just by the way they walk carry themselves by the way they talk that that person is uh, or or will become some sort of uh, Jedi. So uh, so he. I like that he said that the temple records are complete because that means that the temple is still you know there and and they're using it for imperial use for the Inquisitors to study up on and 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 pick at people apart and then basically psychologically break, break them down. And I like that he did that with Kanan. Because you see it, you saw Kanan. Like, how did you know that that was my master? When he said, "I, you know, Depa Balaba was your, your 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 master," and you know, you and that's why I like that crawling under the skin sort of uh, aspect that he has. That's how you get emotional people. And he's very, and Kanan's very emotional, even though he may not show it. That's how Palpatine got Anakin. Anakin, yeah, yeah. So, um, but at some point, kids. You have to make a choice. That's true. You do have to make a choice. And, yeah. (laughs) And Ezra, I I just want to say, Ezra, I love his slingshot and i don't i don't care what anyone says <laughs> because i i oh man i can't tell you how many times i've i've had people um tweet me or just comment in general about how it looks lame how it's stupid how they should just get rid of it and i honestly i like i don't see why people would be so against it i don't understand why it's harming you or like 
<laughs> in any way. But I, I feel like that's his that's his thing, and that's how he's able to distract. Even though he was shooting at the Inquisitor and it wasn't doing crap to the Inquisitor, he had set a charge behind him, and the, the all the all that the slingshot was doing was distracting the Inquisitor for that charge to go off behind him. So it's like, it, it does serve a purpose and it does reflect his innocence and his, and who he is, because I, I like to believe that he actually built that himself. So, I, but just don't, don't get rid of it so easily. Like uh, accept it. That's who he is. That's a part of him. That's an extension of who he is. And uh, like, I, I don't want to see it go away because I want one. <laughs> And I want them to make oh them. I want. God. I want like Nerf to make one. <laughs> okay, people. Just so you know, we're gonna be slingshotting here. It's like, I just love it. I'm gonna invent one. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. Oh I'm, my I'm god! I remember when you first saw a lightsaber. You wanted one. Oh Lord Jesus! <laughs> Who doesn't want a lightsaber though? It's so cool. But you actually thought they were real. I did? Yes. Oh, snap. <laughs> and and, and when the first time we bought you a toy, you actually thought it was going to do the thing in the movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know what? I, it, it, I believed a lot of things. I Up until eighth grade, I thought unicorns and dragons were real. And it was, and I, it was a very shocking realization. Again, people, that's my fault. <laughs> I was shocked, man. I thought they were real. Eighth grade, that's what, like 14 years old, 16? I don't even know. But, yeah, I, I really thought they were real up until that point. So, yeah, if I if I could believe the fact that I, I'm sorry, that I my daughter. lightsabers were real. I'm sorry, my daughter. <laughs> so, I guess, uh, should, uh, anything else to say? Maybe we should go on to segment yes. three? Okay, in segment three, the fight continues out in the hallway where the Inquisitor informs Ezra about the dark side. Kanan manages to subdue him by using the Force, giving them enough time to escape. They meet up with Zeb and Sabine and make their way to a different and heavily protected platform. Together, Ezra and Kanan lift the door open with the Force and fight their way out. Hera rescues them with the fleet of Tibidi and the crew leave unharmed. In the end, Ezra and Kanan talk and Kanan promises to teach him as best he can, meaning that he will do and not try. Before we, we, we get to that, the beautiful father-son scene at the end, we have this whole awesome fighting duel scene with Kanan yes. and the Inquisitor, which is awesome. <laughs> I loved it. And I, I I like when the Inquisitor goes after the apprentice. You know, oh, you yeah. have master and apprentice, and he's base. He's not just attacking the master; he is trying to manipulate the apprentice. Yeah, telling him about the dark and, side. And, and when when he tells Ezra that his teacher is not good enough mm. it's like the, the same words that Kanan has had used with Ezra in the beginning the Inquisitor uses to describe Kanan mm -hmm. to Ezra and the way that the, the the face of Ezra when he hears those words sort of like we're made yeah, for we're each made other for, so we're made like, for each other yeah, yeah like 
So what? Yeah. He's my master. It's a, I like the I like the amount of loyalty that he's already exhibiting. exhibiting. Yeah, and it's only been a few episodes, but you know, to be honest, uh, there are, there are people in life that you will meet, and that you 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 just strike yeah. and you just strike that you're on the same wavelength with them. And I mean that's that's me and my best friends. That's me and Alisa, uh, who's a contributor for for the Wookie Gunner. And I mean, we we just click, and that's definitely uh, Ezra and and Kanan as well. They're they're yep. they're Twitter buddies, yep. <laughs> Facebook pals. <laughs> um, and then just to uh, while we're on that note, we have the Inquisitor's awesome lightsaber, which I've seen some people be like, "That makes no sense. It it's not necessary, basically." And I honestly, it's it's there for the effect. It's there to intimidate because the moment you see a, speak, a freaking spinning lightsaber, you like, want to be running the other, the other way. way. <laughs> like, let me get, let me. I mean, that's basically uh, uh, um, General Grievous who, yeah. who had the spinning arms um. and the the, the 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 wrists. So it's like I I don't want to be near this guy. So it's part of the whole intimidating factor and who he is as the Inquisitor. And I think it's awesome. It's very Tron-like because he wears the disc yes, on, his, on back. his back. And I just, I love that. I, I, I hope, I don't think I've seen anyone, any any interview actually refer to Tron. But I hope someone like uh, someone acknowledges it because it's totally Tron. You can't convince me otherwise. Um, so I thought his lightsaber was awesome. And sadly, the toy one um, doesn't spin because I, I, I wanted it to spin. <laughs> <laughs> Just like how I want it to be real. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then you know they get to the uh, the heavily fortified platform. They do the awesome force thing where they open the door, um, and then there's ah, oh, and like again, stormtroopers. They they see a detonator rolling towards them. All they do is look down, and then boom. It's like at least please, you know, go the other way or jump away from it or kick Those it. Those helmets don't allow them to see anything. It's like what the That's what? true. I what, th- what rolled in front of me? <laughs> I, I cannot see it. I heard something, but I cannot see it. That's true. The helmets may have some factor behind them not being able to Do react. we know if those her- helmets uh, have some I mean, type of The the clone troopers had uh, what they had heads up display it was basically they got to see a, a lot of things using their helmets so it wasn't really limiting but who knows maybe the technology was downgraded or you know who knows but these stormtroopers really come on they they need to be a more threatening uh uh, enemy basically and and they they just need to get their act together (laughs) every 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 big empire has gone through the coming up, getting to the top, and slowly coming down. So maybe they're at the point where they start to... Maybe, because it's five years to a new hope. hope. So, and we know that they are on their way down at that point. And maybe these are... Because let's be honest, I, I we live in New York City... 
And as much as I applaud the police force for their efforts, sometimes there are just those police officers that you see on the street that you're like, how are you? What? You're protecting? Yeah. Why are you a police officer? (laughs) Because to be honest, all I see are, are police officers on their phones. They're only staring at their phones on whatever, I, I don't know, game, social media, I don't know what it is. But every time I see one, they're always on their phone. And I feel like that should be a policy. I'm totally not talking about Star Wars anymore. <laughs> what happened? This is police chats. <laughs> and, like, uh, it's like they, they, that shouldn't even... So I feel like maybe it's just the lack of training once you're in... in- the uh, one yes. you you're in the academy. It's super tough. You when you graduate, you're finally in it. You're you're doing what you need to do, and after a while, you know, it's it like, starts ah, to whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. Exactly, I mean, I'm done. And I think that's I think that's at the point where they are these stormtroopers. Yeah. So it's like they don't care, sort of a thing. But at the same time, they have to look like they're working. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're either work you're hardly working or. <laughs> So, so I think that's what's happening, and then, um, and then one one other thing about the Inquisitor is that there was no, I I, I don't even know whether Inquisitors are a widely known thing, but to me, they should there should have been at least maybe a few seconds to a minute's worth of what did we just see? There was a guy holding a red lightsaber what was he who is he and you know like a reaction to his existence basically we didn't see any of that and i thought uh, does so that maybe mean they may, already may, know him maybe they, they already and know if that's the he case, exists if that's the case dan kanan you should not have revealed yourself because now you have this guy on your butt <laughs> so you know i guess he he did he didn't try he did <laughs> they know the empire is out there so every every step they take, every turn they take, they're putting I'll themselves. Be out. I'll yeah, be watching, watching you. I'll be watching you. Yeah, basically say. that's what the empire does. <laughs> no way, ma. So they're yeah. they're basically sting. Yeah, and the police. Sting us, huh? And the police. And the police, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh snap! Welcome to police chat part two. <laughs> so yeah, and then um. And then there's awesome Hera coming to the rescue with the Tibidi. I like that word, Tibidi. Oh my god! And how can you ask me if Sting sing that song? I'm not. You know what? I'm not great with music. Let's be honest. I'm not great with music. You know more music than I do. I I I, I don't do music. I. You, but you grew up my, with that song. I, I didn't even know who. Um, I forget what the artist was. I didn't even know what he looked like. I'm really bad with music, guys. <laughs> so it's like I I, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, what what is it that I say in the opening? My my the sunshine, the sunshine of your life, life. mom. Your sunshine. Uh, I don't know. I have to start <laughs> reading those things a little bit better and more. You have to read uh, those. Doing my own editing. Oh no, <laughs> that's messed up, ma. And then, and then finally, we get to the cool um, father son moment. Oh, but uh, before we get to that, twice. Oh. Was he asked, does yours does the same? Does your lightsaber do, do that? <laughs> no, that, I, I love that. I love that. I love Ezra asked them when they were running away. And then, and then again, when they're running away, does yours do that? 
be cool. That but no, awesome. it doesn't. And then finally, they come to the 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 culmination of the whole episode, which is basically Kanan accepting the fact that all he's been doing so far is trying. That uh, he he said in the beginning, Master jo- Yoda used to say that, but I really never understood <laughs> it. And it actually was true because it's not until this moment in the end, after they go through everything that they go through, that he realizes, you know what? I I've just been trying. I really haven't committed, committed and done what I'm supposed to do. Is I. I've only been trying. And that stops here. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people were calling him a crap teacher. He was a horrible teacher. I'm like, but he, you know, he didn't know. I mean, not a lot of people can teach. I mean, not a lot of us can go into a school and readily stand up in front of a class and start teaching. It's not something that's, for some of us, maybe it's an innate skill. But for others, you need to go to school to learn how to do that. That's that's why our the state of our education <laughs> is the way it is because I I don't know how big the percentage is but there's a lot of teachers that should not be in front of the classroom because not everybody can teach. teach. No. It takes a certain set of skills. Patience. It's not just you knowing the subject and it's not just you saying, I want to be a teacher. It takes a certain set of skills and not just one or two, but the full set working together in harmony to produce a person who's able not only to relate information, but entice the one listening to want to understand the information. Exactly. And that's what he was missing in the beginning. He was just spewing out, do this, do do that. that. Mm -hmm. The same things he heard when he was learning, but he didn't commit to it. He, he wasn't doing it with the skill that he was supposed to. And through the episode, he realizes that. And the moment of, wow. Clarity. This is, you know, this is what I've been doing. And this is what I'm going to do from this point forward. Right, right. So, you know, maybe he will be a great teacher. But, again, it's not... It's because he his training was cut short, and he himself didn't have he had self doubt, so he didn't know whether he was capable, which is why he was looking for Luminara because he wanted the best for Ezra. He he's already proven himself to be a good teacher, because to me the the best teachers out there are the ones who can accept their limitations and realize and are honest with their students. You know what? I don't know a lot about them. But, I'll get but you know you. what? <laughs> let's let's find together, right. which is what he did. We're going to do this together. Right. And um, maybe we'll fail. Maybe maybe we're not we'll not fail, but we're going to do it together. Right. Oh, that was so beautiful, ma. 
you, you said that so nicely. <laughs> and and then that's it. So I guess that was that. Wow, that was that was a pretty awesome episode overall. I mean, it had Lots everything to talk about. It was funny. It was sad. It, it touched on dark themes, and yeah. I mean, that's Star Wars. So that's that for today. Uh, stay tuned for our next Rebels chat when we'll discuss the episode Breaking Ranks. And make sure to visit thewookiegunner.com for all things Star Wars and Fangirl. And wait, before you, we say our, our, our awesome sayings, Breaking Ranks is going to be so cool. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, can't wait. Yes. (laughs) All right, people, may the force be with you. Always.